both like professional leaders. This has a 5-0, 7-0 kind of potential. I cannot believe that they've lost seven games and they're sixth in the table. Hello and welcome back to just another football podcast. Welcome to the review of the funniest Premier League weekend this season yet. I got a full house today. We do have Harry, Fergal, and George. Welcome, fellas. Great to have you back, Fergal and George. How are you two? Uh, we haven't spoken in two weeks, so hopefully I was well. Yeah, been a bit ill. I think it's going round, to be <laughs> fair, but um, as you can probably tell from the voice... Apart from that, I've been well, um, trying to stay away from as much football as possible, to be honest, with Chelsea. So, um, you know, this time of year, it's it's thick and fast, and that's not necessarily good for me at the moment. But, oh, well, I'm a bit like Klopp moaning about the fixtures. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Because <laughs> oh. just, just, I just don't want to see us play anymore. Um, but no, I'm well apart from that. Fergal, how are you getting on? I'm all good, yeah. Yeah. Uh... The Christmas season full swing. Um, Still no Mike. And a couple of Christmas Still dues. no Mike. Disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to ask Santa for that, I think. Um, fingers crossed I've been a good boy this year. Breaking news. Barcelona uh-huh. nil, Girona won inside 13 minutes. Ooh. Girona win. They top the league. That would probably be the funniest Storyline. Well, it, it wouldn't be funnier than Man United uh, losing to Porto. Well, Man, Man City back Gir- Girona, part of the City group. It, the squad has no right whatsoever to be up there, to be anywhere near. That game's still going on, still 80 minutes of football to play. What did happen, well, one of the many things that happened this weekend is Aston Villa 1, Arsenal nil. Harry. Hi. Evening. <laughs> How are you? Something way too chipper for my liking this evening, Alan. Yeah. Um, it's like bordering on the edge of like gloating. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Reveling in, in others' misery on the I, podcast. I, I, I apologize. I, I do. It, it I do is. It absolutely is. 1-0. Uh, I, I think Arsenal were quite unlucky there, to be serious for a second. Uh, mm. Loads and loads of just like... M- Guilt-hedged chances, I would say. A goal that was disallowed. We can talk about that if you want. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, it is um, it's it is unlucky in my opinion, or do you see it in, in some other way? I mean, yeah, like given the way the game panned out, I thought we were pretty good value for something, I, w- I would say. Um, I agree. I mean, look, you can't say it's bad luck when your attackers just mis-execute so many guilt-hedged, not just chances, but situations where... You know, you get to the stats at the end of the game and the XGs, whatever it was, and actually that doesn't include the number of times, like the final ball, the final pass, final action was just, didn't even lead to a shot. And it was just guilt-edged, I think. After the initial flurry in which they scored, we came into it and then had more of the ball and their line was just creeping further and further and further up the pitch. And we obviously cottoned onto it quite quickly. And the longer the half went on, the more we started to sort of punt the ball in behind into the into their right back area and had joy down there and really we should have scored through that we had you know probably half a dozen situations at least in that first half where i just think even average execution like there's been talk of it this season we've not quite been as good but i think even even given what we've produced this season just 
like executing even to an average level, I think we'd have scored a couple of goals. And look, it's not luck when your attackers underperform to that extent. You know, you have to take it on the chin and say they didn't they didn't do their jobs ultimately. It's probably as critical as I've been of the attack all season because I think in certain games we've you know, we've starved them of good situations and maybe played a little bit kind of too safe. But I think in this one they had opportunities given the the way that Villa approached it and the, the risks they took. And they just didn't have as much energy as they had against Man City, so that there wasn't as much pressure on the ball. There was a chance to exploit the, the, the kind of high line they've got. And, and I think we've got slightly better personnel, particularly on the wings, than Man City do to, to take advantage of something like that. But the attackers didn't execute ultimately in front of goal, and, and that's what cost us. And it's frustrating, actually, because they're a good side. They're, they're third in the league. You know, this is the fifteenth game in a in a row they've won at home. So, like, it is a tricky it's a tricky fixture. Yeah, but definitely. we we stood up to that pretty yeah. well, and I I don't think it was their best performance. I've you know I watched them against Man City Wednesday night, and you look at a game like that, and City obviously were nowhere near their levels. But I, I think Villa could have. I mean, City are the best team in the world. They beat them handily. They'd have beaten anyone playing like that, and I include us in that. It was just one of those games. I didn't think yesterday was that at all, even though the scoreline was the same. I thought they were worse, their levels dropped, and we kind of played better than City did, but, you know, it kind of then narrows the margins. And, you know, they really have one big chance of the game, they score it, and then, they, I mean, Mar Emmy Martin has said it on Match of the Day, they, they suffered for 85 minutes, and mm. we didn't take advantage. And it is, it is frustrating, actually, that it's another away game that we've just not come out on the right side of sort of tight margins, but... That stuff, that stuff can cost you. That's that's the danger, I suppose, with having a kind of style that is kind of all control. It's that occasionally, if games are tight, maybe we don't quite take enough risk to kind of break the door down. But we've played worse this season in one game, so it's I'm not like that critical of what I saw, if I'm honest. Mm -hmm. A great win midweek as well, um, in, in the fashion that it was. Yeah, I, like it's. It, this is the thing as well. Like, I think you have to kind of judge the last week. Like it's three games. It's a it's a block, yeah. right? It's as much as yeah. sort of you know you don't get the result yesterday. I'd still say six points from nine. Like it's kind of. I just said that's bare minimum. Is what we needed to do. Like obviously Wolves at home. We won the two games we needed to win. I think if we'd got a point yesterday, that would have been a good return. I think yeah. six are kind yeah. of the bare minimum. But you actually look at it. Like how many teams? I mean, Liverpool won all three, but Liverpool probably had the about the easiest fixtures of any side across those three games, really. I know they had two away games, but it's two sides you should beat. I know it was a quick turnaround, but, you know, Palace are in awful form. Sheffield United are, like, dreadful. Um, and it's Fulham who, yeah, they've hit a bit of form, actually, some scoring form in the last three games. But going into that match, you know, yeah. struggling a little yeah. bit. Um, and you look at it, other than that, City lost a game. Obviously, we lost a game. I think Villa drew to Bournemouth, like Spurs lost a game, United City lost. City like, nearly losing to Luton as well this weekend. Like it was Yeah, made hard work. Tight up until the point. Yeah. Yeah. City, of course. Four points off top of the table, Liverpool. Um But yeah, I I would agree with the fact that we we probably had the easiest run. Fulham conceding three to Fulham and then um winning quite easily against Sheffield United two 0 and then Winning very, very uh, poorly <laughs> against Chris Basto one. It is, there are three types of wins really. One super difficult, like they're they're just scoring with every shot on target. Fulham, 
our goalkeepers way out form. We spoke about that last week. Sheffield United, very comfortable, I would say. And uh, obviously the, the win yesterday was borderline undeserved. But we, I think this yesterday was, or this weekend, was a perfect example of why Liverpool are top. Because we find the answers to a diverse set of problems. Again. And I think Arsenal are still slightly lacking this ability to negotiate different um, circumstances. I don't know how to really put it into words, but they, they, I, I, I think, think they lack be, slightly um, of this champion's character of like, we're going to win this no matter what. I, I think they, they lack um, the, the individuals that, that Liverpool have to... It, like, what you're talking about there is is like when the system isn't quite going right, you need a player to step up and like have some magic words. Maybe Arsenal are a bit more... Um, suited to the system as you're saying Harry. and like if like maybe Odegaard maybe Saka can do it um, but if you look at Liverpool you have Salah um, well, Salah especially um, and then even Darwin Nunes like he either blows hot or cold but like whenever he's hot he, he, he can't have those moments so I, I wonder and maybe there's a freedom there for for those players to to do that as well, whereas might might not be might be a bit more rigid at Arsenal. I think I think on on top of that as well, it's like it's intensity, isn't it? It's finding intensity within a slow build up uh, style. So for for Liverpool, there's always that intensity. The switch of play for Liverpool is massive. It always has been, and Arsenal for a long time. I, I think Arsenal uh, e- even now have something over City um, in that their switch of play is often far more intense, far more, it's just far quicker. They get the ball into the box very quickly, um, while obviously Pep relies on really sophisticated patterns of play. They all do, to a certain extent. Liverpool, Arsenal, City, all of these top teams that dominate the ball um, are playing in, in a similar way out from the back. But when it gets to the final third, Finding gaps, it, I, I, that's where you see the discrepancies. And I think um, with a team like Aston Villa, sort of tying back to the, the result, they're the perfect intensity killers, aren't they? Like, that's what that's what Emery is all about. He's, he's about mm. killing intensity. And then once they do get the ball, then their transition is unbelievable. I, I, I don't know how he gets his team to be in the right mentality to be so, to lack intensity and, and kill it and then once it turns over to be so Speed quick up. on the transition. You, you see it from the goal how quickly they the got goal, from... I was gonna, yeah, I was yeah. Gonna say, like, on the yeah on the goal they scored like there's always every goal you concede you'll find something to go yeah that was poor someone should have done this or someone should that but that is that's the best goal anyone scored against us in a long oh, long time. It's brilliant. Like, yeah, I watched it back earlier, and, yeah, like, there's always bits you look at and go, like, you could do better. But, genuinely, the play from back to front, as you say, the the, the change of pace to play the ball through the lines, every pass is just perfect. This is yeah. four and a half minutes into a game. Yeah. And, you know, they've had an intense game two days before. Like, it's so good. And then, equally, kind of on the other side of it... There was a window in that game, I would say, from kind of 15 minutes in to, say, 60, 65 minutes where the the game was there for us. We had the chances. We were getting in behind. 
And then, and I was critical when he was our manager, and I still think he has a tendency to do this of sort of make changes yeah. for the sake of making changes. But on this occasion, the the substitutes he made at the time he made them perfectly took the flow out of the game. I think we're yeah. a flow based team, and yeah. once we lose flow, and it you know it's hard to then regain it if you're anyone. But they they killed it excellently, and that and that was the. Yeah. The, the sort of biggest credit I could give them in the way they managed the game was the subs they brought on did a very, very good job uh, running down the clock but not being too passive, not letting us play in dangerous areas, not just getting pinned in for 25 minutes, defending your box like Luton did the other night where they just ran out of gas and obviously it just became attacking defence. They, they got the right subs on at the right time to take the sting out of it and make it just a really ugly kind of uneventful then last period until mm. obviously the disallowed goal at the end. So you have to give them credit for their approach to that. Um, and they're going well at the minute and they're, they're, it's a very, very difficult game for any team to go there at the minute, I think. Um, Liverpool don't have to go there till I think the second last game of the season, which, you know, Liverpool had some hard games, but not having to play that until then. I mean, obviously we'll see how it pans out, but at this oh, moment yes. in time, it looks like a blessing. Get it. So, oh yeah, definitely is. Yeah. It could be, it could be the, it could be the next uh, Chris Dumbbell. Um Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, it, it, yeah, has potential. I was gonna say the league title may be decided by them, but I'm very hesitant to actually say so. So I'm not gonna say, um, even though I just did. The uh, on the on the substitutes, but before we move on to. Possibly one of the funnier results of the weekend, if not the funniest. Uh, Jacob Ramsey's uh, came, came on for Yuli Tillman's Matty Cash for uh, Ezra Konsa. Ezra Konsa is like a makeshift right back that is playing right back at the minute, but I'm, you know, slight point of weakness there and with his with his ball carrying. Uh, Matty Cash, of course, uh, did an excellent job of of not ending anyone's career, which he seems intent on. Uh, you know, you you listener reviewer might say, oh, old school defender, Papa goes into tackles, etc. Uh, I say he's yeah, he's unbelievably rash. Leonardo Dondonker, I liked, I liked his uh, his tenacity. Every time he had the ball, he seemed like he's gonna give it away, but his actual um, like scanning of midfield and uh, in terms of like when the opposition have the ball, he's just gonna chase it and win it back. And I think he was instructed to do so to press high up uh and um moreno going uh coming in for dina two unbelievable left back stab what, what a privilege right just on um uh so the looting game i was watching right okay. um and he played he also done well mid week ross barkley we're just talking about midfielders yeah. here right. yeah. he, he's found he another level but like it's 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 i've never seen him in this sort of way before, like I've never seen him play as deep so consistently as well. A lot of time he would have been played like as a ten if he was playing in the midfield. He'd be more of an attacking midfielder, but he's just doing the whole lot at the moment. And like his performance against Arsenal was incredible, um, and then even though there was solid performance against Man City, he had a lovely jinky run and uh, the sh- skewed the shot um, a bit. But um, great to see that he's he seems settled. It seems like he's he's coming into a bit of form. Thirty years old, um, you know, Southgate might be having another wee look there, but he's he's got to keep it up for the rest of the season. England squad, just joking. 
Um, the funniest result of the weekend. Manchester United nil. Bournemouth three. Mm. Oh yeah, that was that. And was it should great. have been. It could have been four as well. So unlucky with that last goal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean that as well. Like, if it's I four, mean, yeah. sorry, yeah, if it's four, does he go? It, if, it, if if it was four, it was going to be his biggest ever defeat as Man United manager. Uh, biggest, biggest, Ten Hag's biggest defeat. That's what the commentary said whenever the goal went in. Seven nil last season to, to Liverpool. I must be at home then. Yeah, it must be, yeah. At home. be at home. Yeah, home defeat. Yeah. I was confused there. Yeah, they, but they've conceded three like in so many games at home under him this yeah. season. Like it's actually it's actually unbelievable. Um yeah. and it could have been as you say, it should have been four, really. I mean that, that law is just absurd. Like how that's handball is just crazy. The, to me. the only the only time I think that should come into effect is if it literally goes off your hand and into the I've said this Dino before, Sto- yeah. I think I, Dino Sturridge scored one like that and I was like, doesn't feel right. But if no, no, I, I agree. Like, I, I think that, like, the handball law, I'll try and make this quick because there's more to discuss it, but they, they mm. basically, it's become the ball cannot hit your hand and lead to a goal, whereas what it should be, as you say, is if the ball comes off your hand and goes, you should be able to score with your hand, basically, yeah, is yeah. what I think. Other than that, it should just be whether it's deliberate. And I think yeah, I, I, I can't see why there'd be any argument yeah. for that. We've gotten so yeah. far away from what the rule was brought in for that yeah. it's just crazy to me. But yeah, this game, like, so I watched it and yeah, like United had chances as you'd probably expect, but like Bournemouth could have scored, you know, they could have scored four or five, six, which yeah. is just crazy to think in a game like this. Like you get a game, they lose three and you think, God, that must've been just an absolute freak result. Like every sort of shot goes in and you pepper the goal and it won't go in for you. And actually you watch it and... You could argue they got lucky to only lose by three, which, given the games they've got coming this week, yeah, yeah, is uh, <laughs> it ain't encouraging. And then, right. So uh, before I make my next point, I did say in the video, like, how have Maguire? How's Maguire won the Player of the Month and Eric Ten Hag Manager of the Month? Like, it's surely nobody was buying Maguire, into all Maguire this. Maguire fairness was. Maguire was very good against Chelsea midweek. Sure. Um, he was uh, actually quite like, good in this game as well. But it's like it's yeah, all of a sudden they're like winning all the award, the monthly awards for for three games they won. Like and and they're still winning games like the Fulham game they won in the ninety first. Three minute. one nils. Three yeah. one nils. Yeah, something like that. And like, why are people buying into this? Why? It's a, no, it's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. It's still very. I important. agree with that. I think um, they beat Everton three 0 actually. But yeah, they three they wins, beat Everton three clean sheets. And you, I, like, I cannot believe that they've lost seven games and they're sixth in the table. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, they've had no draws, which actually just shows if you draw too many games that mm. it, like it kills you really, breaks the yeah. back of your season. Um, yeah, but they they're, they're very bright. I mean, they either win or they lose, and they don't do any draws and. They're lucky to have nine. Win- I don't know how they've won nine games. I don't know how they've won nine games of football. I've watched them every, well, you know, nearly every week they're on the telly, and they're shockingly bad. They're yeah. awful. They're probably the worst coached team in the league relative to their actual talent group. I can't think of a worse coached team in the league. I'd even I, say Chelsea. I've seen more uh, from Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea. Chelsea. I mean, Chelsea. Uh, granted, I, I watched Chelsea on Thursday, uh, Wednesday against you, and they were. I mean that took that in game ending two one was 
Jesus well, can, well, we might as well talk about that game because that game. Well, yeah, like, it's happened since. Yeah, it, it it was like it was so bad from Chelsea. Like I could say that was the only one that really, yeah. um, and Sanchez saved the penalty. Apart from that, it was it was an awful performance. All right, Reece James came out on half time. I thought he was dreadful. He put in one, one decent ball. He's injured he's again. A bit, like lackadaisical uh, at times. Um, uh, Garnacho had him run run him right around him like and and um, it's just it's just like Mudrik was probably the best player of the front line and like that says a lot because he's not in that good a form but the Sterling and and Jackson just like decision making times is awful. Oh, that, that I was going to say on on that, you know, Man United, obviously they were better than us, absolutely. Um, there was two things that I got from the game. One, Man United still conceded chances, but not XG chances, i.e. Yeah. Sterling and Jackson's final pass yeah, were sure. abysmal, absolutely abysmal. Yeah. There should have been like three, three or four like passes where there's... A, clear-cut chance and likely a goal on one of them um in the certainly in the first half in the second half less so J- jackson's miss that, that sterling is squared to him oh sterling's fault Ster- i'd say yeah i i, I, I don't know actually sterling... that first time though but but you, you have to think it's does sterling not know his own teammate there because he's put that onto his left foot and yeah, Jackson is so one-footed. Like it's his teammate. He, he should know. He should know what he what way he wants that pass, and he had to put that onto his right foot. And he's given him no angle either. I mean, he's given it yeah. straight in the middle of the goal where the keeper can just rush out. You've got no angle either side of the keeper. Obviously, he should be doing better. It's Jackson though. Um, uh, yeah, it's Jackson I, though. Yeah. The the other thing, Sterling, Sterling should know what what how he has to pass yeah, it in uh, order to give it the best chance of scoring and he hasn't done it no the, the, the distinct lack of style of plays from the two teams and that it, throughout the season I think I mean Man United deserve to be mid-table dross like us um, I think we deserve to be 13th and 12th respectively because every at least when you talk about Luton and um, and Everton um, and Forest, you've got styles of play there where you've got a deeper line um, and, and counter-attacking football, um, which I actually prefer watching, to be but, honest. Uh, and just on that, Everton's last goal um, um, against uh, Midweek, who did, they play? who did they beat Midweek? Newcastle. 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 Yeah. That last goal, Battle's last goal, they pass it around the back in the 90 odd minute, work yeah. the whole way up the pitch and play a yeah. through ball to Battle yeah. who slots in at the near post. Chelsea haven't played anywhere near that level of football it's, all season. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it's interesting. I think I mean that's going to kill both sides, you know. Uh, and funnily enough, both teams, Man United and Chelsea, have had the same problems where a manager comes in and tries to implement the style of play. The players don't like it either because of the intensity of the training or because they get bored of tactic. Uh, on the flip side, the board of the tactic side of the game, um, and then the the, the manager get, gets ousted. It's it's incredible. I mean, the so toxic. Um, both both institutions, uh, and and they're gonna they're both gonna fail. Uh, but, but I think the common trend is both like um, properly professional leaders, playing and player wise. Like, like, did you see? Um, sorry, yeah, just on that point. Ahead. 
I don't know if you caught what Fernandez done at the end of the game yesterday, like eighty fifth minute. They're losing three nil, and he's on four yellow cards, and he just goes and gets a needless booking for li- like literally yeah. for nothing. And now he's banned for the game next week at Anfield. And like whatever you think of the guy, and he certainly ain't a captain. He's still one of their best players, and you've got yeah. your captain going and doing that and getting himself ruled out. I mean, it just speaks to your point of just not having someone out there that. And I'm not saying it has to be sort of your Roy Keane or Patrick Vieira, like beating the chest and, you know, fighting the referee, you, fighting you, the opposition. You, you, but, like, you've got to lead by example, right? But, yeah, that, that's what it is. You, you, both teams probably need players that are going to be, like, uh, three players in each team that are going to be seven out of tens every week. Like, just more more reliable. Yeah. Like, every player in, in both teams is really consistent. Even Thiago Silva now is, like, he, he he's just getting a little bit past it now. Like there are more mistakes coming with his game, but like it's Thiago Silva. Like it's, so, like of course that's the case. Like he's been going for ages, and you can't put the blame at him at all because he he is literally trying his best and has been carrying that defense for what ever since he got to Chelsea. Was it three or four seasons now? Can I walk you through Man United's wins because we were talking about them there? Just to just to highlight how insane it is that they haven't gotten any draws yet, and the fact that they are sixth with a minus three goal difference, by the way. Yeah, scored eighteen in sixteen games, conceded twenty one. One nil in game week one against Wolves, the infamous Onana um, incident at the end of the game that wasn't a penalty. Three two against Nottingham Forest. One nil against Burnley away. 2-1 against Brentford, that had goal, two goals in added time. Mm-hmm. 2-1 against Sheffield United, that was the Dallow screamer. Uh, the like last 10 minutes of the game. 1-0 away at Fulham, the uh, Bruno Fernandes 91st minute winner. 1-0 against Luton, that was a goal in the, like, the 70th minute against Luton Town at Old Trafford. The 3-0 against Everton, who had just come off the 10-point uh, deduction, like that was the very next game. And 2-1 against Chelsea, who are Chelsea. So, yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the wins. There, There's your answer. It's like late win against Fulham, late win against Luton, late win against Brentford. They had one win against Sheffield United. Against Chelsea, and Chelsea, well, like, it was more Chelsea being absolutely like, horrendously bad. It was so bad. It was so, so bad how bad they were. It, it, it's it's funny how we we've actually got our, our we've actually got more results recently, but the performances have definitely gotten worse uh, yeah. for Chelsea. Like like whenever we uh, earlier in the season, you felt like oh we're we're unlucky and things are coming, uh, and you could see like the like we're top of the XG table and that sort of thing, um, and you're like the right there's something here to build on, and once we get a couple of results, it'll it'll come. We've actually got more results, but then, like, the win against Spurs, that was just awful to watch. Like, we, we should have should have put that game well out of sight and then just made hard work of it. And um, and then the performance have just got worse and worse pretty much from that point on. And, and then now the results are catching up with the performances and we're losing, uh, we're losing to a really poor Man United. And now, uh, well, an, an Everton side that are on the up. But still, it's everything. Yeah. Breaking news. Um, wait, my my voice you know? cracked there. Um, Barcelona one, Girona two. It was two. breaking your voice. Two. Yeah. Yeah. 
So Barcelona equalized uh, uh, like in the middle of the first half, I'd say. And then Girona just scored again. <laughs> so funny. You're having a great weekend of it. Uh, I mean, I'm enjoying Girona being being top. Someone else that is in Real Madrid. Barcelona fourth right now as well, which is very funny. Um, taking Coutinho from us shamelessly in 2018. Still annoys me. Okay. Jeez. You've, you literally went on to do better. You, if, if you hadn't have sold him, yeah. you wouldn't have won the Champions League or, 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 or the, or the it, Premier League. So possibly, possibly. You should be thanking them, if anything. Possibly. Mm. I mean, we uh, we bought Van Dijk before he left, so possibly. But, you know, we don't know. Moving on. Uh, we spoke about Liverpool at the start there very briefly. The run of games coming up is huge. From here until the the new year, Thursday we have Union San Juan's. That's you know the Europa League group is taken care of, and then Sunday, December seventeenth, at eleven thirty a.m. Eastern, four thirty p.m. GMT, Liverpool Manchester United. This this has a five nil, seven nil, four nil kind of potential, uh, and this I think it has the best chance of that. We're top. We're scoring every game. Man United have scored 18 goals in the 16 games they've played this season. They're not scoring against us if Allison is fit. This ha- we, we, we have a chance here. I don't want to like spoil it too much, but the the, the trajectory the trajectory there like I play a little prediction league with my like my family, and uh, we have like scores and all. We tally up the scores, and I'm not doing very well this season actually. Uh, I think I'm like fourth from five or third from five. But I, I think the prediction I'm going to put there is like five now. Like it's, it, it, I'm, I am that confident. But then we play against West Ham in the EFL Cup. Now that is a tournament we have a huge chance of winning. Because uh, we're in the quarterfinal now. Arsenal and Man City are out of it. This is the quarterfinal. What follows that? December twenty third. Mm. Is the Liverpool Cup of Jones? Was that? No. no uh, yeah, it is. It is because it's yeah. no the EFL Trophy. It's the EFL Trophy. It's the, no. the, the Carabao Cup. Carabao Cup. League Cup. The League Cup. The yeah. Carabao Cup. League Cup. Yeah. The League Cup. Yeah, to um, be fair, to me, it'll always be the Carl. Like of all the sponsors, Carling. the Carl. Yeah. yeah. Carling, I don't know why. Because like, it, it wasn't even like it was for that long. I it hate Carabao. First, remember it as. That's terrible. I've, ne- I've actually never seen a carabao in the wild. No. Ne- I mean, never, never. Never seen one in the shop. No. Interesting. Uh, the uh, pizza trophy, Papa John's, changed name, I think. Because I play football manager. I have a save with Buxton from the Venerama uh, North. And oh, they, would it make the water? Uh, what? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a spot town. <laughs> it was a water I, I After I started to save. Um, they uh, the the Papa John's trophy was changed to Bristol Street Martyrs, I think it was, which is a far oh, more boring name than Papa John's. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then Saturday, December the twenty third, which is thirteen days away, I'm realizing is Liverpool Arsenal. Oh my, oh my! By that point, what I, is that? Uh, December twenty third. It's another bloody 5.30 kickoff, which we've we've lost two 5.30 kickoffs this season, so I'm not particularly looking forward to that one, I must be honest. Good luck, Aaron. Um, yeah, it's a big... Do you know what? It is a big stretch for Liverpool because 
They've been very good at getting results. Liverpool have definitely had the hardest fixtures um, to date, like given their away games, because I was looking at this earlier. So they've already played City away. They've played Newcastle away. They've played Chelsea away. They've played Spurs away. They've played Brighton away. Like they've only really got us and United to come. And obviously United at the minute, I mean... I mean, it's always going to be a hard game for Liverpool just because of the rivalry. But yeah. Are you saying it's their league title to lose, Harry? No. I, well, I, I mean, I'd love to stick it on them like that. I, I think mean, it's more that... I, I'm basically looking at it because I don't think they've played particularly well away from home in a lot no. of the games I've watched. But like, what you have to give them credit for is they're not losing games. They're managing to get results. Um, and it just kind of comes down to the where you fall on the spectrum of... Is it a good sign or is it a bad sign that you're kind of picking up results without the performances? Like, do you think the performances are going to follow and then the results will continue? Or do you think that eventually it catches up with you yeah. and like the performances don't improve and the results then kind of take a downward turn? Um, like, I don't have the answer mm. to it. I didn't have the answer to it when we spoke about it last week. But I would always judge it by performance. Especially oh, yeah, over, over, like, if you have a month of... of poor performances but you get the results that can't carry on it'll catch up if you have one one bad performance here and there that's the sign of a of a champion winning team that, that like it, there's a, there's small blips but they get past them but if it's if it's a month of poor performances it's going to catch up with you yeah, I, I think it could be a tough month for Liverpool and the reason why is here's my predictions go on um Klopp rotates the team Thursday massively. Yeah, uh, that team absolutely batters Uni and Saint, whatever. Juarez. It doesn't matter anyway. It's an inconsequential. Well, yeah. No, but that's so. So they win. They absolutely batter that team, um, and that means that Klopp plays that rotated team because he hates oh. English trophies against West Ham well, so he'll no. lose to West Ham because oh, he hates he does he hates English trophies he absolutely hates them especially the FL Cup um, hey we won so, just literally literally two years yeah, ago know, we won the still, cup double what do you he, mean he still hates them um, nah Man United will have their passion project and will win um, <laughs> and then and then Arsenal Arsenal are, 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 are better than Liverpool, in, in my opinion, just on just on performances. Um, wow, I, I think it would be close, but I, I think that's a fair evaluation of of where Liverpool are in terms of yes, you're getting results, but you you've not been the best team in the league this year. I know that sounds ridiculous. You top of no, I know. I, like this, I was thinking about this earlier, like, and it's it's difficult to make the argument about sounding salty. Like, yeah, or stupid because they're top. Yeah, you have to give them credit for the results. Like you have to yeah. say, as I said, I think they've had the hardest games to this point, and they're top of the table, and they do deserve credit for that. I- I'm absolutely convinced they haven't been the best team. They're like across the period, across each of the ninety minutes, if you evaluate each performance, I don't think they've been the best team in the league. I, I-, I tr- you know, and and <laughs> as I say, it's difficult to say that without sounding like y- you're bitter about it or you, yeah. you know as I'm a bit biased so I watch us every week like if we're being honest City have probably been the best team even though yeah. they've had a couple of rocky results recently I think Liverpool have done really well to only lose one game and it's it's not even just this season like they're only I don't think they've lost more I think in the last like seven or eight months they've lost one game stretching back to the last season so the one game which yeah, was uh, the Luis Diaz is a lot goal yeah game. so even then it's sort of like dubious but, circumstance you know it was 96 minutes to back up your point Harry um 
Uh, understats have Liverpool third on their expected points. There you go. Sure, sure, sure. Who are top? Quite high up. I'm looking at this. Who, who are uh, first Man and second? City are, Man City are top, and Arsenal are second. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Chelsea I... are. Hang on. I'm just having. <laughs> I'm just knows where Chelsea. Where how far? How high? One, two, three, it's... four, five, six. We are Chelsea are six. Uh, incredibly. Very interesting. Um, where are Everton? Ten, uh, no. Everton. They're quite points. high up. They're quite high up. I think Everton are eight. Yeah. Eight. Nice. All right. Yeah, yeah, Everton have uh, far and, um, any expectations, to be honest. Uh, yeah, there's not, not any other surprises really. Either. Or Brentford are quite high. Brentford are seven. Yeah. Right. I can, I can go on about why I actually think Liverpool are the best team in the league this season. At least the most consistent. But I won't. But I will say, we have been the ones that found the answers. Those next three games are at home. And I think Burnley away, the, uh, the one that follows, and then Newcastle home, and then Arsenal away. You are very right. This is a this is a this is a crucial month, but it's also like it has some yeah. tough games in there. But uh, this will be the answer, I think. If we have, if we do have title true title winning credentials and it will also be the like january 7th i think that week or january 1st that set of games will be the one where you know you know your three or four title contenders you'll see the true character of Aston villa and whether or not they are uh, title contenders although i haven't looked at their official list entirely but that christmas period said before you said before, Fergal, that Christmas spirit is the one that separates the men from from the boys. But I think yeah. we will be there. Uh, uh, and 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 the main thing as well is that like Man City are on this like relatively poor patch for Man City standards, and um, Arsenal and and Liverpool need to take full advantage of this and get as as many as much of a points difference between. Um, Man City and them now, if they uh, because Man City will will come back into it later on, as they always do, um, and they've got Kevin De Bruyne to come back, um, you know. So th- this for Liverpool and Arsenal, but like that is a huge game, and yeah. and I think whoever you can make the case that whoever doesn't win that, um, if it, th- th- that could be them sort of out of the title race because it's. <laughs> It's it, 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 whoever loses that will, will probably end up being overtaken by Man City. We will see. Right. As we uh, end every time. Have you got Short King of the Week nominations? I have mine straight away. Yes, well, yeah, I think two. I've got the same one as you, Adam. Uh, oh. Who's yours? I was going to say Harvey Elliott. I was going to say Harvey Elliott. Mohamed Salah did score his 200th Premier League goal. Uh, 200th Liverpool goal, 150th Premier League goal. He saved my fantasy um, this week as well. Saved my captain. fantasy this week as well. Saved, I think, most players' fantasy teams. Uh, yeah, I had, him, I had him vice captain. Yeah, um, which like I, I actually couldn't tell you the last time that's ever come into play for me, and yet mm-hmm. on this occasion, uh, it has. It's doubled yeah. me me points tally. 26 from him. So, yeah, I'm fully behind you picking him on this occasion. I'll be honest. I think um, one one honourable mention yeah. probably doesn't deserve it, but um, uh, John McGinn, uh, and yeah. not only because he scored, 
but because his performance has been have been really good and on top of that he was heavily slated not by just by other fans but by Aston Villa fans as well well, when I've always rated him really highly, yes, he went through a period of bad form, but his, his intensity... Not under Steven about, Gerrard as well. Yeah, it was under Steven Gerrard. And I, I, I think in terms of someone who's going to give you everything that he can within a game, whether, he, whether he's of the Champions League level, I think he, he always does that. I don't think he ever leaves the pitch with sulking or, or without without putting everything in into it whether he's had a poor game or not great um, celebration as well he's, he's I think he's small I've got no, I've got one point I said this up earlier I, it, it's on the line he's he's 178 uh, centimetres five so foot he's, he's not ten he can't be five foot ten not and five it's, five it's ten. happened before that's why I was laughing there earlier yeah. it happened that's before that's, that's telling me five eight it's in front of me on Google right now. I'm 170 centimetres exactly, so he's like nearly three or four oh. inches taller than me. Oh, 5.84 feet, which is 5'10", rather than... Oh, fuck's sake. There you go. Sorry. Okay, well, there you go. He, does, I he would, looks tiny. I would, he looks I would so small. Does he fuck? Yeah. I'd love to go to him, but he's just on the cutoff. Very good. I think it's because I think it's because his bum's so big that it makes the rest of him look smaller. Yeah, it's not, it's he's always crouched. Like he's always in that crouched fucking position, yeah. sticking his Hunched backside back. out. Yeah, it's yeah. smart. It's smart play. He learned from so, the uh, article. Wait, who who did it? Yaya Torre. Yeah, yeah, the the athletic article. Yaya Torre speaking to. It, um, uh, he he done an article before rights. that as well. Yeah, he's speaking he about Hazard as well yeah. about his backside. Yeah. that was bum. Yeah, <laughs> it's so bizarre. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Mohamed Salah or Harvey Elliott? I I am tempted to give it to Salah just because he he ended up saving my my fantasy as well as you know getting such a massive milestone and the goal against yeah. Crystal Palace. How tall is he? Well, he's five foot nine, which five is like one of the the other weak. Um, yeah, Salah's five foot nine. All in agreement for Mohamed Salah. Shocking of the week. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Just give it to him, mate. I, he has saved yeah. my fantasy football this week. Come on. What a weekend. What a way to end it. Ladies and gentlemen, have a fantastic week. Good luck out there. We will see you next time. As we edge ever closer to the Just Another Football Podcast RB of the season. I can't wait, Harry. I cannot wait. We'll see you guys out there. Have a wonderful week. Go check out the uh, Superlatives episode, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>